Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast. I am joined by Andrew Kelly, who is the Chief Commercial Officer at BoxLock today. BoxLock is offering a lock, as you might have guessed, um, but it's being used in a lot of different ways, not only in the last mile, but also in the first mile and the middle mile as well. So Andrew's going to talk to us a little bit about the BoxLock solution and what it is they do and kind of how they came about and what how is it being received in um, the industry, not only from a B2C side but also a b2b side and we're going to get into that and talk a little bit about it so andrew how are you today i am fantastic kevin thanks for having me on i'm excited to talk to you definitely fantastic i love it you know sometimes you say how are you and people say oh, i'm good i love to hear something a little more you know it's really, it's really good <laughs> yeah so why don't you, energy. yeah definitely especially in the morning right so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about i guess box lock and for people that haven't heard of it and then tell us a little bit too about how how the idea came about i'm interested to hear about that uh sure so um the idea for box lock came about um you know years ago when the founder's parents had uh packages stolen from their porch and figured there's just uh, got to be a better way right yeah. And so the idea was to have a digital key that would enable a courier to deliver a lock, so they could, um, uh, so the carriers could, you know, keep it secure, right? Because if you buy like a high-end gaming laptop, right, you don't want that stolen from your porch, or right. you know, if you have um, certain medications that you have to take because you have a chronic disease, right? That that really is <laughs> something that you need to survive, right? Definitely. And then since then. You know, on the B2B side, of course, there are other applications where this makes a lot of sense for securing things um, in healthcare and manufacturing and other uh, places where digital keys make sense to, uh, you know, just protect uh, items that are required for the workflow in the supply chain, really. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking actually, as you're talking about that, you know, I'm thinking about how, you know, sometimes you would order uh, something expensive, like you mentioned, and, you know, you, you see the tracking and you're like, I got to be there to get it, you know, because you're worried that something's going to be taken. And obviously, you know, with the way things are now and things get delivered in all different times of the day, um, you know, it's, it's inconvenient. So having some kind of secure way to deal with that is, is definitely um, an important thing. So definitely interesting. So, so the idea came about, you said, uh, years ago, um, but you guys are, you guys are fairly new, right? 2018, you were founded, right? So founded in 2017, the product launched in 2018, right? And so 
you know, all across the country, there are lots of residences uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in enterprise, right, where we're focused on is uh, figuring out, um, you know, enterprises that need five to ten locks at a time as opposed to houses that just need one or two locks at a time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're you know, working hard at figuring out enterprise use cases and uh, SMB use cases that make sense or in healthcare securing things like, um, you know, uh, radioactive, uh, you know, curious, uh, for cancer or habit forming medications, um, or, uh, specimen samples. So, you know, I think, um, you know, COVID-19 test kits or I think biopsies, mm-hmm. um, in manufacturing, it's, um, you know, high value items like, you know, robots, which are typically in cages right. in, uh, most manufacturing plants, but it also could be, uh, you know, critical tooling, um, or expensive, uh, finished goods. Gotcha. Okay. Makes total sense. And I think that, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, the BTC side, I think it's pretty obvious, you know, that the solution is there, but a lot of people are not thinking about the, the first mile, middle mile part of it. So, so I'm glad you guys are addressing that as well. So why don't you talk to us, I guess, a little bit about, about how the box lock itself kind of addresses those different security issues. Like how, how does it work? Cause it's pretty, it's, it's a lock essentially, right? But it's it's pretty smart lock as well. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about how it actually works and you know the capabilities that you're able to perform with it? Sure. So effectively, our biggest competition right now are physical keys, and so mm-hmm. we're effectively a digital key solution. And what that means is either a vertical barcode or two D uh, QR code mm-hmm. can be used to open the lock, which has a scanner at the bottom. Right. And, you know, each lock has a master key, but more importantly, um, a one time use digital key can be pushed to a lock for someone who is not the owner of that lock. Right. Because the owner of the lock, of course, you know, you want to be able to open it all the time. However, if you are away or if you are in a different location or if there is someone coming to your location where, you know, either you don't want them on your network or you don't want them to have a key all the time, then you can have a one-time use digital key that allows them to get access to a location, right? And so in logistics, right, if a if a warehouse closes at 5 o'clock and for, for no, no fault of his own, the driver to come in and pick up something yeah. um, is delayed because there is an accident on an interstate, right? Um, the disaster scenario for that driver is he gets there an hour after the cutoff has to sleep there that night as opposed to picking up that load and, you know, being on his or her way mm-hmm. uh, to the next destination, right? Which is a crazy thing, right? Yeah. Or, you know, the other thing that, you know, we're hearing about is, um, you know, medical records where, you know, you and I may have personal information that is in bank, physically in paper in banker boxes because it gets printed out from audit from time to time and it needs to be stored and it needs to be kept for a certain period of time, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, a break in the chain of custody on that information, which is personal and private, um, is a crazy thing to have happen um, without any kind of uh, alerting, logging, or security. Uh, and so basically, we can secure any kind of cage, cabinet, locker that our lock can affix to mm-hmm. and provide audit logging, who opened the lock, when they opened the lock, is the lock open, or is the lock closed, and other information around it, right? And so there's really a broader internet of things play um, that we're looking at long-term with our solution. And frankly, ultimately, I want to get to the point where we're really focusing on, you know, the monthly subscription for all of that, 
um, and you know, at the point where we can actually give the logs away, right? Interesting. Uh, because it's really the monthly subscription that I think customers really care about, yeah. right? That gives them that visibility, the audit log, um, kind of the peace of mind, and also you know helps with things like uh, eliminating theft or diversion or shrinkage, because you know those are real dollars they get to keep in their pockets. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's pretty interesting because we've talked on the show, we've talked about, you know, software as a service. We've talked about now robotics as a service, hardware as a service. And now it sounds mm-hmm. like you're talking about locks as a service <laughs> with the subscription. <laughs> so I like that idea. And I really like the idea of being able to push out the one time barcode to mm-hmm. help um, unlock or if you need somebody to come pick up something or even, you know, I'm thinking on multiple different sides. Like, uh, I guess I, I just had a situation personally where, so I work as a distribution manager as well. So, uh, I had to open and I forgot my key in my other car, uh, for the gates, uh, to open for the yard. And so I got, I had to get a bolt cutter and cut the locks actually. So, so having it like on the phone and being it or like on my employee badge or something to be able to just unlock that would have been more convenient. And I think that, I think that makes a lot of more sense and it does make it more convenient. Like you said, your, your competition is a, is a key, right? But keys are essentially, I, I mean, they're dated, I would say, you know, if you're looking at technology like this, especially, as you look at a facility where you have multiple keys for multiple doors, multiple things to do, all of a sudden you start to get this huge key ring when you could essentially put everything on one barcode or multiple barcodes, I guess, on your um, smart device. So so it's really an interesting thing, um, and I like how it works. And I like that it uses a barcode uh, because barcodes are you know, so big within the logistics and uh, supply chain industry just to move things around. And you're just kind of, like you said, you're tracking the audit log and tracking who's accessing certain things. Um, now, what about, and we're talking about, you know, tracking certain things. Like what, what about in terms of how can people utilize this for, you know, you work in a warehouse where you have high value assets that you're shipping, uh, but you have to pick them as well. Now, how can we utilize this to keep those high value assets secure, but then still give access to individuals who need to go in and pick those items for an order to be able to ship them. Yeah. So it depends on the use case, right? Yeah. So, you know, if we're talking about, you know, an order of pillows, right. That's not a particularly high value item. Right. Uh, at least not where I buy my pillows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, if it's, um, so I was talking to a prospect yesterday and they're in the Ford stocking logistics space and they ship cell phones. Right. And so, okay. you know, in a very small volume, you could have tens of thousands of dollars of cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, each of them is a few hundred bucks at least. Right. And yeah. so in that solution, in that scenario, it's more about the, um, uh, the, the, the finished good or the inventory, if you will. And so, um, that could be a parcel or a pallet or a whole room mm-hmm. of cell phones. Right. And so, you know, if it's a parcel, right. More likely than not, they're keeping it in a cage or a locker. Right. Um, if it's a pallet, more likely they're keeping it, um, 
either in a large cage or in a room, right? And so we can secure that cage, that room, or kind of any confined space, right? And so um, that's relatively easy to do. I think for, um, you know, further upstream in manufacturing, you know, we don't really have a play, like sort of on the manufacturing assembly line itself, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, circuit boards or, um, you know, other kind of, you know, electromechanical assemblies are kind of coming down the line and uh, need to be touched every 30 seconds to, you know, be assembled into the cell phone, then, you know, we're not in that flow, right? It's more likely that we're going to be at the very front of the line mm-hmm. or, you know, picking out the most expensive pieces, maybe the circuit boards, um, where they're all kind of housed in a cabinet or at the end of the line where, you know, they've all been produced, they've all been QC'd, um, they're ready to go to retail, um, and you want to make sure that they're secured and uh, they're not kind of walking out the door, right? right. Because, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll grow feet, right, yeah. if you let them. <laughs> Definitely. So now how does it – so I'm thinking, I guess, about how, how it works and – you know, how you could use it in these different processes. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity there. So, so how, talk to us a little bit about the integration and how, cause it can integrate now with different supply chain softwares and WMSs and things like that. So how, how does That's that work? Right. Yeah. So we've got a really flexible API that allows us to talk to different supply chain software packages, right? Whether okay. that's ERP or WMS systems or uh, HR systems. And so ERP or enterprise resource planning. So, you know, Oracle, NetSuite, um, those are some of the larger kind of, you know, uh, better known household names. And there are others that we integrate uh, with as well. And um, the, the reason for integrating with them is because that's how a lot of supply chains run, you know? Um, on the WMS or warehouse management software side of things, you know, in the warehouse, right. Um, where, you know, I, I think that apart from tooling, you know, the inventory itself, right. Is the most valuable, you know, commodity. And that's okay. what the, uh, the warehouse is getting paid to, to sort of move through the cubic volume of the space. Right. Mm-hmm. And so being able to understand, uh, how inventory increases and decreases is pretty important. And so being able to make API calls, uh, you know, from and to a WMS system so that the, either the, the warehouser or the supply chain manager or, you know, who, whomever's in charge of inventory, like an inventory specialist, um, they have visibility in terms of the ebbs and flows and kind of what's happening. And we can provide uh, additional digital intelligence um, at the point of that inventory or micro inventory. And then on the HR side of things, uh, particularly if it's a high value or high criticality item, right? So I was talking to a prospect yesterday in the healthcare space and, um, you know, for certain cancer treatments, radiation is required. Radiation requires nuclear material. That nuclear material needs to be highly controlled. And so um, in, in a scenario like that, uh, it's really making sure that um, uh, we understand who is accessing that, that material, right? And so, if someone is using a particular HR package like uh, like like Workday, right, for their HR, mm-hmm. you know, if that employee either has a badge associated with them, then we can uh, tie that badge number to the opening of that nuclear locker to get out a piece of radioactive material to treat a cancer patient, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that helps with that chain of custody of that uh, that critical material. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, it's there's so many. Like it's a, uh, I guess you know it's it's a lock, right? But there's so many different applications for it, um, and so many uh, I think 
solutions that it can solve. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And it kind of, my mind is kind of, I guess, spinning a little bit, thinking about all the different, different ways to apply within like a, a distribution center. So, so it's definitely yeah. a really, really interesting and a smart product, I think. And, it, you know, I guess I never, never would think you could take like a, a lock to the next level like this, which is, which is pretty cool. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so, you know, when I look at it, I see a digital key. Right. There's, you know, the physical manifestation of it is a lock. Like it's, a, mm-hmm. it, you know, you can hold it in your hand. It's about three and a half pounds. So, you know, it kind of looks like a lock. But that's where I think the comparison to old school locks stop. Yeah. And it really is the digital key abstraction that lets me think about like what this could be. Right. So, you know, in automotive, you know, the digital key uh, is manifested in push to start. Mm-hmm. Right. In hospitality, a digital key is manifested in opening up your door room with a key card. Right. right now, both of those are examples of sort of near field communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it's not exactly the same, uh, but that same digital concept applied to uh, you know, business to business is where we think there's a ton of opportunity. And of course, you know, we've just got some raving fans on the consumer side who just love their box locks yeah. <laughs> and, you know, are telling all their friends and trying to get their whole block to use them and things like that. <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of building off that, that, um, that uh, kind of legacy on the B2C side to kind of launch in the B2B side because uh, we think that um, we can take advantage of both of those vectors of demand, right? Because, um, so according to Pitney Bowes, I think last year Americans received about 21 or 23 parcels per person um, for the year. Uh This year, Obviously, a lot more yeah, e-commerce yeah. happening, right? Yeah. And so I expect that number to be more like 40, right? Yeah. And so that means that the instances of theft on the B2C side are probably going up. Um, on the enterprise side, it's somewhat similar. Um, and the reason is, um, you know, everyone is trying to figure out like how to, um, you know, make their world a little bit more contactless, mm-hmm. right? And so the ability to um, sort of transfer assets without having to, you know, be within six feet of each other, uh, that's becoming increasingly important. And so we've got a customer on the retail side where um, her customers are more comfortable where they can kind of walk up to her storefront and either pick up what they purchased online um, by popping a lock with their QR code, or if they have to return something because it wasn't quite quite the right size, they don't have to go in the store, um, they can, you know, get a sort of a digital key uh, return. Uh, so that they can uh, return that, um, you know, oversized dress or, you know, undersized pair of pants, mm. right? Just drop it in a locker, right? And then that's a way where her business can still transact as a brick and mortar business. It's just got this digital key at the storefront that allows for, you know, higher volume of traffic where it wouldn't be appropriate to have that many people sort of going and coming. 
yeah. um, as she might have had last year, right? But she still needs to generate revenue. She's still got bills to pay. She mm. still has customers. She still has valuable merchandise for those customers. And so we're providing a way for her to uh, not be at the same level as she was last year, yeah. but certainly to have much more foot traffic out at, uh, at the front of her store um, than she would ever have otherwise. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely allows for more flexibility like you're talking about with those different things. So, you know, with the, and you, you mentioned that, you know, definitely e-commerce is going to be up this year without a doubt. I mean, it's been growing every year, but with, um, you know, the situation with the pandemic and all these things and more people at home and stores just being closed. I'm curious, you know, throughout the pandemic, are you seeing higher demand for the box lock, like from the B2C side or any, any side at all, I guess, you know, are you seeing higher demand as people are uh, utilizing e-commerce more? We absolutely are, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're fundamentally helping people to, you know, have a better peace of mind and a, and a better customer experience, right? And so on uh, on the residential or on the B2C side, right? So anyone can, uh, you know, purchase a lot from either, you know, Amazon or Ace Hardware or Home Depot, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, put it on a bin, you know, on their on their property, so that they can you know secure uh, their solution, right? right. Um, now, we are a new technology, right? And so, uh, we are sensitive to the fact that some of the different UPS and FedEx drivers we talk to, mm-hmm. they may make upwards of two hundred fifty to five hundred stops, you know, in a day, right? Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a yeah. tough job, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, you know, them having to take an extra five or ten seconds to, you know. Uh, and then pop the lot so that they can secure the item they leave uh, for that particular customer. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, adding, adding, you know, minutes to their overall day, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we're, we're sensitive to that. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at ways that we can kind of streamline, streamline that a little bit uh, because what we know for sure is that, you know, even if, um, you know, COVID-19 had never hit, right? Yeah. E-commerce was always going to be more than just 10% of overall retail. Right. We, we right. know where the trend for e-commerce is going. <laughs> right. It's just really accelerated. Right. In the last uh, three months as a result of the virus. Definitely. So. So I'm curious, actually, I'm thinking about. So how does now I order something and then how does the, I guess, delivery driver get the barcode to scan the lock? Yeah. So the barcode is typically on the package itself. Right. And so it's right. the scanning of the package that pops the lock that allows that driver to put the item inside of the of the uh, the parcel locker or the um, uh-huh. uh, the bin on a porch, as opposed to you know just leaving it there for anyone to pick up, right? So that barcode or QR code uh, mm-hmm. can be printed on the package directly from the e-commerce provider, or uh, a lot of times e-commerce providers will use a third-party solution or like a third-party logistics provider or someone yeah. else who's, who's kind of in the professional transportation business mm. because that's not, with the, that's not really the business most e-commerce providers are in. Right. So, is the, so it's just essentially the tracking barcode that's on the label already or is it it's a special barcode for the, the lock? It, it is a lock-specific barcode, right? Gotcha. Because okay. there may be other barcodes on a particular package mm-hmm. and those barcodes may be needed um, either inside the warehouse for... Um, uh, identifying that parcel relative to other parcels inside the warehouse, right? So yeah. the digital, because for example, um, l- let's say that uh, you had 50 boxes on one pallet with that particular barcode that identified that parcel to be on that pallet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not unique 
our digital key for that parcel to that home or to that business is unique, right? And so, you know, that unique parcel has information on the destination Mm -hmm. uh, and on the lock itself so that the parcel uh, lock pair uh, or sort of digital key handshake um, is unique for that particular parcel or that particular asset. Okay, got it. All right, yeah, that makes total sense. It's, it's really interesting. I like, I love the idea. I think that it's just going to grow even more, um, and I think it's it's really smart to not only for the last mile, which is I think is like the initial thought, but you know, as you guys are growing into this B two B space, I think there's so many other opportunities as well. So I'm interested to see how it kind of grows and the different solutions you guys are able to apply it to. So, so really good stuff. Um, so how can people find out more information about BoxLock? Sure. Um, so we're putting out a ton of content, right? So our blog mm-hmm. is probably the best place for the, the latest and greatest on what we're doing. Okay. And so that's at just getboxlock.com mm-hmm. or slash blog. Right. And so, that's probably the best way. And then of course, right. They can always reach out to me. Um, you know, my dominant social is LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and it's just Andrew Kelly. All right, great. We'll put all the information, uh, on the newerhouse.com as well. Um, now what about uh, if I want to buy a box lock, where can I go to buy one? Yeah. Um, so on the business side, um, talk to me, uh, Andrew at getboxlock.com. on the, uh, B2C side, Amazon, Home Depot or Ace Hardware. Oh, okay. So I can just go to the store and get one of these. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So Andrew, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And we'll definitely put all that information up on the newerhouse.com as well. So people can uh, see how to get one and also uh, take a look at it as well. So thank you. You've been listening to the new warehouse podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at the newwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.